0: hello hello i am leo bierenberg
1: i'm zach robinson and you're listening to obliterated companion
0: hell yeah
2: Welcome back to another episode of Obliterated Companion. I'm Peter. You guys, a very special interview today. I am joined by Emmy-nominated composers, uh, Zach Robinson and Leo Bierenberg. Congratulations, you guys. I, I haven't uh, been able to say that to you guys uh, face-to-face, so to speak. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it, it's uh, been a wild year. We are
0: stoked about it.
1: Peter, you forgot also Grammy-nominated.
2: Oh, what? is, that, wow, is exactly. that go ahead. Hey, so, <laughs> <laughs> hey so tell me
1: about that. My apologies. Um Wow, you really should be incredibly sorry and apologetic. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's for it's for the Weird Owl movie as well. So we got nominated for an Emmy for Weird Owl movie uh for music composition, and then we got nominated for a Grammy for what is it, visual best. Compilation, it's the, uh, best soundtrack.
0: compilation soundtrack album for visual media
2: oh, there you go oh <laughs> uh, okay see so i'm uh, what was the term naive or 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 just yeah, these terms they are uh <laughs> that, that fucks me up <laughs> so yes grammy and emmy dominated um you guys have been doing a lot man like the, the weird al we we covered that it was a bonus episode on the Cobra Kai Companion because watch Party and I, we reviewed the movie. But you guys also oh, did twisted Twisted Metal, you know, so that's I, I had Twisted Metal Companion. Uh so show run by Michael Jonathan Smith. Um, awesome show and love you guys' work on that as well. But yeah, it it's it, we, we just keep bumping into each other, uh quite literally. Like uh the last time well, the one time that we bumped into each other in person was at Paley Fest shortly oh, yeah. uh, before we got uh kicked out of the uh the auditorium. Uh, I guess we were loitering or so or something, and so I guess that's why we didn't get a picture because we were getting kicked out. That's oh, too do bad, we not so. have a picture. We need a picture. That, that, I was saying the same thing, like because uh, because uh, I got a picture with like Zach Arnold and Matea Green, uh, one of the writers uh, of Cobra Kai, and then I turned around, and I was like, oh shit, Zach and Leo, and then you know, like I think we were just uh, kind of doing the uh, the hello thing before we got escorted out. You know, uh, time to leave kind of thing. But yeah, that was a fun time. Um, obliterated so i don't know how this works is it a thing where like john josh and hayden is like you guys we want you for this next project
0: yes (laughs)
2: that is exactly how
0: it works they told us about it like way way early i remember Uh, when they
1: told us about it they told us about it leo the they told us about it at the dub the final episode dub for season two of cobra kai okay that tracks Um, because it was supposed to be on tbs Right, 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 like four years
2: ago,
0: right, which would have been a totally different show. And thank god, the mm-hmm. history happens the way it happens. Um, but yeah, we've been talking to this about them since or, or we've been talking with them about this since 2018, I guess.
2: Yeah, yeah, right, because I think 2019 is when the announcement came out, TBS obliterated 10 episodes at the time. Um, but yeah, I, I think. I'm just glad that, you know, Komen Kai made that move to Netflix because then it just made all the sense in the world and, you know, to kind of make a return to hard art. So let's talk about this, like, you know, uh, so take off your composer hats, right? What do you guys, t- tell me You guys' thoughts of the show obliterated. What oh, did you think I, about it?
0: I think it's brilliant. It's like one of my favorite things I've ever worked on. But even if I was just watching it, like conceptually, it goes so hard, which is like, Zach and I just automatically like things that go hard. It taps into a lot of things we grew up with, these like 90s action movies and early 2000s, like raunchy comedies and just mashes them up. Um, I don't know. It they, they has evil Russians. Like there's the, like that's the <laughs> ideal movie scenario to me. Is like anything with evil Russians immediately goes to the top of the list. I think one reason uh, that this country has so much political tension is because we don't have enough just like evil Russian movies to take out the aggression on like a big bad. That is like that. I think, I think that actually like helps our uh, national character a bit. Um, yeah. I think it's a slam dunk. I love it.
2: Yeah. Do you have a favorite character?
0: Oh boy. Uh, Tronk.
2: I love Tronk. I think mine's Paul. Paul probably. Okay. What? Why Paul? That's because Zach uh, is Paul. Yeah, okay. I
1: am Paul. I go to bed at like nine. Um, you order a yeah, I, 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 and, I just, and
0: it, you tweak out if you eat too many animals. Oh, that is incredibly <laughs> I think, true. I think one. that a is
1: very very true. I I am not Leo. Um, if I, I think that, like, yeah, I, I relate a lot to Paul. I, I I what I like about Paul is the slow is the slow build into his comedy, and that it that it really is just like you know every episode is just a very, very small incremental build. And it's just so funny to me. And then the kind of like release in episode seven where he hugs the Gremlin, uh, it just got <laughs> me. up. I think the Gremlin joke is like the funniest thing in the whole show.
2: Yeah, the Gremlin is honestly probably the best character. <laughs> So. and jason banzukas brings it every time oh, another yeah. project twisted yeah. metal you know to kind of take it back to that a little i know
1: yeah he's he was showed up in that too when we we read about the gremlin because we read the scripts and or the first couple and i remember texting leo and i was like wait to get to the end of, of <laughs> episode two like there's some <laughs> wild shit at the end of episode two i loved it
2: yeah it's it's hilarious the uh like um yeah, I, I guess, Zach, I can relate a little bit with the edible sting. That's not my <laughs> go-to. But I, uh, I, for the first time, I tried one of those uh, THC drinks recently. And um, the, the butt tender think? was. Well, the butt tender said it's like smoking a nice bowl. And I was like, oh, okay. So I drank the whole can. And then like 45 minutes later, I'm like laying in the middle of the bed, uh, uh, living room floor in the fetal position. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And you have kids, was, right? Were they like, were they like, Dad, what's up? Well, they weren't home. So my dad and I, we went to go do some work on this house that we're helping prepare to sell. And I'm like, Dad, I drank one of those THC drinks and my head is spinning. He's like, go lay on the floor. <laughs> So I went to go lay on the floor and I just curled up for like wow. 30 minutes feeling bad that I, like, I left my dad alone just to do some work. But um, yeah, you got to be careful with some of those edibles, man. Because it, it's not like smoking. Completely different, you know? It, you, you don't know when it'll hit. You don't um, have to
1: tell me, dude. It's
2: yeah. all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys, um, I really, really love uh, the, the score to Obliterated. Um, a lot of that music, I... Um, I was heavy into your trance, your breakbeats. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about that during season two of Cobra Kai, um, with like uh, I think it was episode one or one or two, where there's, there uh, where like Robbie's like painting the fans. I'm forgetting the title of that track. That that was kind like, yeah, like, of like 90s freestyle. That's the one. So like listening to this, I'm like, yes, yes, this is the type of stuff that I was listening to in my 20s. The trance, the you know, that the house music. So, like, you, so this is yours as a field. What's the difference of the, uh, all of those terms? Is EDM now? It it used to be like trance and house. What was the difference in all those genres?
0: Well, EDM oh, just kind so of covers many. all of them, like because I think too many too many genres uh, came into existence, so they needed a way to organize them all under one umbrella, which is EDM. But uh, as you pointed out, like there's like trans music trance music sounds nothing like side trance music, which sounds nothing like drum and bass music, which sounds nothing like big beat or like happy hardcore. Or uh, <laughs> you know, there's there's like literally hundreds of of subgenres of EDM and and subgenres to the genres of EDM. And like uh, I think what we wanted to do on this project was kind of go on our own exploration of all of those styles of which we are fans of many but also like you know we we have a lot of music to keep track of so it sometimes it's fun to just be like i'm gonna spend a couple months just like listening to edm like nothing but edm um and so we just wanted to reflect kind of all of it to set up this this vegas soundscape um and i think what worked really well about it is that those genres of music are kind of very um inherently cinematic and they, because they're meant to be danced to and party to, they have like, they're all designed around builds and the kind of the entire show is just a series of builds and one giant build because you were racing against the ticking clock to when the bomb's going to blow up. And so that was something that actually John, Josh and Hayden mentioned to us really early on was that they, they wanted to incorporate like an EDM thing, but they didn't know how it could be achieved because they felt like that style of music really emphasized the like forward momentum of the ticking clock. That is the heartbeat of the show. And so we just took that and ran with it and they pretty much let us try anything. Um, and so our music just got progressively more ridiculous (laughs) the more, (laughs) the more we worked on it.
2: It's it's yeah. Um, I was able to narrow down five tracks that, uh, that I really like and if you guys can give some insight and actually before we get to that when you guys are like you know composing music for sequences and scenes and stuff like that is there um, anything where you guys have uh, like some visual cues that may play into where like a beat drops or you know things like that because I feel there was a little bit of that uh, Cobra Kai uh, as well that's the whole job man
1: that's like our, our whole job is <laughs> is finding places where, like, especially with this type of music, where like which beat where the beat drops at what part, like you know, especially like well with Cobra Kai too, it's like what's the first punch that the cue really mm. starts on. Right. We decide that a lot, and like on this one, I mean, every every episode has a lot of moments where we ha- we have to anchor these hits somewhere in the music, and and that's really we're scoring. A scene becomes so special because and and it, were it actually i think it kind of emphasizes our voices as composers too i think where we choose to spot the music um at certain places you know that's a very like that can be that's a very objective thing like any any anyone can have different answers to that um so we have a lot of fun deciding like i'm thinking of um the shootout in episode 5 we call it a round of shots on the album but like i'm just thinking of that like that whole thing is a shootout for 2 minutes but we had to decide kind of where to come in hard on and then what beats and camera shots to to like emphasize um but yeah i think i think the fun thing was also us deciding what subgenre of like EDM we wanted to deploy for like a certain scene and like mm-hmm. leo probably has an example the one that comes to mind for me is like when gomez is flying in episode three on the zip line and we wanted to do something very like euphoric like kind of like poppy trance like she, you know she's looking it's like almost like it really felt like as the dj's booth was lighting up right before the drop and like that's how we played it um
2: like a alice you know, probably, dj song or something
1: he, sure yes like an alice dj song or like yeah, I don't know. Like, I I was thinking of just like, you know, there are all these raves in LA, like that I don't go to anymore. But <laughs> the, the one ones that uh, I don't know, like, yeah, just trance, just like super trancey rave style.
2: Yeah, no, no, a lot of the, the music, it transports me back to uh, my days in the military. So I told uh, John. I was like, no, I, I love the show. This reminds me of my 20s, active duty. We were getting into all types of trouble. You know, I had parties like that. Mine, you know, <laughs> sans the camel. <laughs> you know, like, so... No um, camels? No no <laughs> camels. You know, I could, couldn't find camels in Kansas, in Fort Riley, Kansas. But, um, you know, all, all the, uh, you know, so, so, some of the... Pills, you know, we're we're all there, and and uh binkies, you know, for the mouth chewers, and uh, all of that. Yeah, it just, <laughs> some of you guys know what I'm talking about here. But um I tell me about you guys' acronym PACE. PACE P U E Q Q Q is our acronym. Is pace one of the? Is P pace is the pace is what P PACE is. is one of That's my part. bad. You guys, I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: Yeah. (laughs) PUE is, uh, that was our heartbeat for the, for whatever we made any decision. We thought what, what's the PUE pace, urgency, energy, energy. like every single cue has those things like literally like the, the, the energy just never stops in the whole show. It's constantly pushing you forward. Even, even the emotional scenes, I feel like are scored with an urgency that, I don't know. doesn't break the flow of, of the ticking clock.
1: I was thinking about how there was a funny, um, t- well, you know, before we started on the score, you always, before we started on a score in general, you always hear like everyone and their parents thoughts and what the score should be. So, you know, obviously John, Josh, and Hayden is our North star, but then, you know, you have to like hear what the studio has to say, what Netflix has to say, like whatever. So everyone has an opinion. And the big thing was that they really wanted this to not just feel like, a generic action movie score so we said great like we're gonna use like edm elements and we're gonna make it our own thing so two episodes in everyone's loving the score and now we're like okay me and leo are like we're gonna go even harder now that everyone likes this stuff now you've unleashed the beast and like we're gonna go really hard so episode three we really like talk about pue like that, that yeah. episode is like constant 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 music and the music is very intense even when they're just like walking around because we just wanted to keep the tension up and i remember one of the notes came back from the studio which is common and one of the notes was just like okay like can we like tone down the music like it is it's going a little bit too hard and i remember john just being like no (laughs) (laughs) like john john is just like no like we're good everyone's good we like the music so (laughs) <laughs> but it, but it really is. It really is up front and center a lot in this show. Um, it, it is. It is constant.
2: Yeah. No. I mean, uh, Eugene, who plays Paul, loves it. You know, for working out, he's he's a, a bit of a gym rat there, and so uh, he's a big fan. of You guys' work here. Um, uh, so, uh, fifty-two tracks. You guys, like, is that? Is it easier than it sounds? I mean, when I looked at the uh, um, the track listing. And I know that uh, there's a lot of uh, different tracks that um, also take like the, the, the main melody from obliterated uh, the track obliterated, you know, kind of like, uh, like right. in Cobra Kai would, uh, you know, Johnny's story. So I guess how, how do you guys decide when you want to use like a rendition of that melody from the obliterated track or the theme?
0: Um, on this show, I feel like it was pretty straightforward. Like Cobra Kai has like, hundreds of themes dozens maybe not hundreds but like there's (laughs) there are a lot of choices to be made over like narratively kind of what what we want the music to appeal to thematically in a scene obliterated we kind of made the conscious effort that like we're gonna have one melody that's for the the team and like they're always the heroes no one's like switching sides So like, we're just going to pound that theme. And so we use it everywhere. It's kind of a one theme show there. Ultimately there are other themes like the Russians have a theme and, um, uh, Lana ends up having a theme, um, or Anastasia has a theme (laughs) and, uh, Maddox kind of has a theme that's like this, this synth thing. Um, but they're all, all sort of secondary to just like the team's theme. And so it was more about finding settings to kind of reinterpret that theme than it was to like use, like come up with new themes.
2: Right. And you know, what? when you just said Lana, like, um, why, why don't, why are not we just call her like Lana Stacia, you know, like it just Lana <laughs> <ship Stacia. herself. laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was the same person. Yeah. Um, okay. Now the name, the name game, basically like, uh, uh I know sometimes like it is pretty uh pretty obvious that like the the track just may be like a, a line of dialogue but how do you how do you guys come up with other other titles like for example here um how Paul learned to stop worrying and love the bomb that's one of the best ones It is that was top actually the
0: name while we were working on it or actually it was the name for a different related scene and then we used it for that one in the um for the album the uh we had a lot of fun naming this one because we wanted as many america puns and drug use puns as possible uh and so i don't know zach like what's your favorite
1: album title <laughs> i can tell you what my favorite and it's one that isn't either of those things and my favorite is a cold winter's morning okay. is like, I like that one. maybe maybe like the best and i'm gonna take credit for it it was like literally yeah. like the I I still am like just smirk to myself can't, about can't it believe because no came one up else with it. no one else cares <laughs> except for me. I think it is so good, it's just incredible. Um, what an amazing plan. We use GBT for a few of them. <laughs> okay, uh, but Chad GBT didn't want to give yeah. us a lot of. It can't do. It outbreak. won't do
2: drug stuff. So oh, um, we got a few. See, yeah, see that, That's why humans are better.
1: It, g- it gave us a starting point. Red, white, and rolling was with the chat GBT uh was the chat GBT answer.
2: Oh, really? That's, That's a, a good nice track guy. too. I like I, li- I like that track. Um, okay, so I'm gonna give you guys my my top, yeah, five, tell us your top and, five and whatever uh insights you can give. Okay, so party bus, both versions. Both versions. Okay the party bus. Every time I hear party bus, I I wanna be Terry Cruz in White Chicks, you know, where he's got the whistle <laughs> and he's got the glow sticks and he's out there you know that's that's what party buzz does for me i actually i think i just found my new uh, video to post on the on the gram uh viva vlad vegas i like that one there's there's a little bit of that melody uh in the beginning too i feel mm-hmm. uh number three gomez hits the gym i like that one okay uh we mentioned how paul uh oh That was in parentheses just because of like the long title. So an earnest moment between a man and a gremlin. (laughs) (laughs) So really love that one. And my number five is Out of My Hands. Now that one, like there's a a few different parts where like I have to keep looking uh, at the track. I'm like, oh, it's the same song still. And so like the middle of it, there's like uh, some strings and like some very light percussions that really stood out to me. So like that middle part, I really like Out of My Hands. Nice. I mean, we can
1: t- talk briefly about these going backwards, I guess. But like, out yeah. of my hands is the is in the finale. It's uh, that is actually on the album. It's a. It's you're right. It's a few cues in the show put together. Like we approach that separately and then kind of stitch it together for the album. But that is when um, they've, mm. they've after the big battle on the roof and Anastasia is about to give up. Where the that what the nuke uh, code is, and then you discover the nuke's not there. Um, And then it takes us into the casino where we, where we find it. But uh, yeah, that one is, that one is a fun one. It's just like, this kind of starts out as like this emotional plea from, from Ava basically to um, tell, to tell them, uh, tell us where the bomb is. And then it turns into this like, you know, scary kind of tense moment. And then a heroic, we use our obliterated theme in like the very kind of like uplifting EDM, Way with big orchestra playing. And it's funny, I actually just watched the show and I forgot that there's just like dialogue under the entire thing. So they had to like <laughs> duck it. Like that's another thing. It's like normally, like when you're scoring something, if there's dialogue all the time, that you're kind of taught to like stay out of it a little more with the music so that it, you don't have to turn down the music so much and you can just, right, that we ignored that for the show. Um, yes. So, so <laughs> no one said anything else. So what was, it, so what was it backwards? What was, uh, what was the... Uh, oh, uh, Gremlin.
2: Yeah, Gremlin. Uh, and Gomez hits the, the gym. We could just stick with that and Party Bus just because you guys also worked with Benny.
0: Um, okay, so the Gremlin... <laughs> that So that's like the culmination of, of Paul's Gremlin storyline. And I don't even know what inspired that scene, but we were just thinking like it needs to be as... In the way that this... Um, in the way that this show kind of nods to all these 90s action movies, there's, like, a different kind of 90s score that, like, I guess we wanted to, like, <laughs> tap into a bit there, which is a little more, like... Like our weird outcore. Yeah, it's kind of Forrest Gumpy, but then it's also kind of, like, brave-hearty. Like, there's, like, this, like... There's, like, this, like, sense of relief when he hugs the gremlin that is... <laughs> akin to uh i don't know like mel gibson getting drawn and quartered and like screaming freedom <laughs> it's like they, something about that equates to me at least and uh we just kind the, of i mean that here's yeah. a total one-off it doesn't sound like anything else in the score and so we just kind of like went insane and wrote it but the funniest part is Going with the Braveheart thing. There's we finished the cue and then we turned it in. And then I would like listens to it. And then I, I just randomly was like, I think we should add some penny whistle to this. So I like <laughs> reopens the file and like played Penny Whistle over the top of the end when he like hugs the gremlin. And it's just like buried there in the mix, but it makes it like extremely
1: nineties it's truly yeah. crucial it's it's unbelievable actually that's like my, one of my favorite details in the entire bit of an soundtrack. honestly bit
0: of a nod to the rock too because there's all that like weird irish shit in the yeah. in the rock score the rock,
1: the score to the rock anyone that's listening to this should listen to the score of the rock and should yeah. watch the rock if you have not seen it it is a very important movie for obliterated people to also just for cultural understand. literacy
2: yes also like uh the melody for the obliterated theme also kind of reminds me of like uh terminator a little bit you know kind of great yeah Yeah. it it has
1: the same first first couple of notes it's going up the minor scale and then terminator goes yeah da. Yeah, we, I remember we right, played something right. for Josh. Uh, we did not realize that. And then we played something for Josh like three months in. He goes, yeah, you guys like totally crushed the Terminator vibe. And then I, I was like, <laughs> fuck. Like, Again, and then he, I remember telling me, like, I was notes. like, Leo, I was like Leo, we have this. Let's sing Terminator. Like, did we just fucking rip this off? And it, it's not. They're different. But the first three notes yeah. going up the minor scale happens. And it happens in every single thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, I'm but sure but it's but very common with music, you know, um, there's only 12 uh, notes. Yeah. 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 I, I believe you. I believe you. Um, let's see oh, what, uh, okay. So Zach, I think, did, did, didn't did you share your favorite track, right? You, you said the, uh, the one with the word morning in it. Was that your,
1: Oh, that was my, my favorite trivia. pun. That's my Maya. favorite pun. That's my favorite track title. Oh, oh,
2: got it. What is your favorite track from the soundtrack?
1: Oh man. Um, I don't know. I, I really love um, well I love uh, it's called White Russian on the oh, soundtrack yeah. and I love that one because I feel like it is super super emblematic of like what the score to obliterate it is and I've always thought that and I've just felt like if you know you press play on it and it starts immediately with like a Psy trance beat and then the strandy orchestra. And like I was like, that's obliterated. Um it's
2: and, and of course
1: it's like it's just like there's nothing crazy happening on screen. It's very catchy. We and we don't use that a ton, that that uh, that uh melody. And then I love Countdown to Oblivion, which um oh yeah, that's a good which one. is the the final uh that's you know Haggerty diffusing the bomb when it kind of goes into slow-mo. And I think this is a little like knowledge for you. But like the original idea for that scene was they were going to play feeling good through that whole thing. And we recorded Lindsay craft doing feeling good like the whole so we did the whole song. And then I think when they were in the editing room, they wanted it to feel more kind of like, I think it was always going to be kind of like this in the moment for Haggerty thing where like everything kind of goes in slow mo and like you're kind of in his head. And they kept that but I don't remember what happened but i think our music editor andres loxy um Mm. they were all just playing around with this scene a little bit and he and he tempts something in that had a very similar vibe where kind of like the whole world went in slow-mo and he used a score piece because maybe he didn't even have feeling good available and they loved it so much that they were like oh let's go in that direction and i'm like so grateful that they did that because i think that countdown oblivion is just like Some of our best work on the on the show, and it just it's. I've had a lot of people tell me, including my mom, tell me that like during that (laughs) during that sequence, like that is like some cinematic shit, and like that is what we're all about, right? So that's what we're all about here. That's what we're all about, and I think we're even gonna release next week like a little kind of music, like showing the orchestra play that play that cue because we love it so much.
2: And uh, how many members do you guys have in that orchestra? Like eighty. Uh yeah, I was probably it might be a
1: little smaller. It might be a little smaller than Cobra Kai, because we didn't use any wins.
0: Yes, it's mm-hmm. just brings in brass. It was big. But it's but it was a big brass section, like large. Yeah.
1: Um yeah. What's your favorite, Leo?
0: Um White Russian is also way up there for the same reason Zach said. I just feel like that was like again, that's also in the third episode. The third episode, we just went like I felt like even though there's a lot of great stuff in one and two, Party Bus, for example, it was episode three where I think we fully felt like we knew what our concept was and and started like executing. Like we had figured out how to score the show for the first two episodes, and then episode three, which is basically just this long, long them following Lit Litvin around the casino um and and eventually to like the warehouse it, it, i don't know it's like it all clicked for us and so we have some huge sequences in there um white russian and also this other one called eyes on the douchebag which is like that's the <laughs> yeah. first time we really tried to do like sty trans scoring and like figured out this kind of like kick bass thing and how to interact the orchestra with it and and it made for like a really pretty cool stylized sequences. They were like entering the casino that was not there before. We kind of started using that score like that, and so I I, I don't know those two those two cues are I just think special process wise
2: to me. Uh, as we get ready to wrap up, is there something like 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 a musical Easter egg in any of these tracks that? That you want, you know, people to kind of go back and listen for. I, I don't know if that's a thing.
0: Yeah, there's a bunch of me and Zach singing in Russian on <laughs> a couple of the tracks. Um, I was
2: wondering about some of those. Um, yeah, some of some of the lyrics, the dialogue, I guess, in, in some of the songs.
0: Yeah, that's uh, a lot of it. Is uh, us the party bus is our friend Kate who actually recorded it on her iPhone for us. We were just nice. like, hey, we have this crazy idea. We think your voice is right. Can you just? chant these lyrics into your phone and send it back and and we'll see if it works out and then and then she sent it back and it like immediately worked amazing
2: um well, what, there was no tweaking of her voice at all
0: no not really
2: oh wow I gotta go back and listen <laughs> <laughs> oh that's amazing
0: um what what other funny uh oh I uh, actually Gomez hits the gym has some
1: good vocals from Zach. On All right, there. C- crank it up, crank, crank I it up, that. crank, crank, crank it up. Also, uh, uh, we have we're on a um, round of shots doing like a British. That's us doing like our best British UK big beat. Like, let's get this part. I'm not doing the British accent on here, but let's let's get this party started. <laughs> let's keep this party going is is us doing british accent
2: yeah yeah, yeah. Basically,
1: if there's lyrics it's us
2: now okay so grammy and emmy award no- nominees when, when are these uh award shows where people can kind of tune in and and uh hope that you guys uh go home with the statues
0: oh the emmys is the beginning of january and i think the grammys is the beginning of february that's
2: doing, correct. So in the first and quarter, there's first quarter, no.
1: Yeah, there's no. Uh, I mean, we've been nominated for the Emmy since July, and they kept pushing it because of the writer strike. So, right, um, it's been a long time. But I don't even know if there's a way for our our categories are not televised for either one. There might be something where like on FX, or something like that. They're <laughs> doing the Creative Arts Emmys, which is where the right. music is. But uh, I don't know. I guess yeah. We'll just you'll have to look at our Instagrams and see if we won or lost.
2: Well, well, we'll definitely be tuning in and um, I'm sure there's going to be some, yeah, like like, like you said, there's going to be some sort of televised version of it somewhere. Um, you know, maybe like official social medias and stuff like that. But we'll keep an eye out, you guys. Are definitely crossing our fingers uh, for that. Uh, gentlemen, Grammy and Emmy Award nominees. <laughs> 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 hey man, we got it.
1: We got it. We got to do it, you know? <laughs>
2: This has been a production of the Companion Network.